0: Welcome to Take Him With You, the weekly podcast that's spiritual, not religious. I'm Rick Moyer. This week on Take Him With You, the turtle finally ate, lost is really taking off, chopped, and why do men like remote controls? Welcome to Take Him With You. I'm Rick Moyer. Glad you're here. We're going to have a great show today. Of course, we're going to talk about all the things we introed before. And also, the main subject today is called using and abusing, and how relationships can get kind of messed up when we use people, living in two different worlds. Coming on April 5th and April 12th, 2009. Imagine, caught in the crossfire of two cultures. Personal note: uh, We've got one layer dusted off. We're going for the second now. Forced into another tunnel. I'm in a crowd. The, the the it seems quite agitated. I'm not sure what's going on.
1: Doctor Blake Rumpstead mm-hmm. comes face to face with his destiny. Hey, let go of that! It's mine. Knock it off! Do you people understand? A special audio presentation from Taken.
0: Note to self, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I got to get back.
2: She's also very bold and um, not afraid to back down. I mean, she stands up to Tarkin on the bridge of his ship and says something to the extent of... um, The more you tighten your grip, the more systems will slip through your fingers. He's, like, towering over Vader and Tarkin both. I think that was a nice choice, too. Not only is Carrie Fisher very smart Uh and um, articulate, but she's small. So it's a nice contrast to see this small woman be so independent and fierce, you know, standing up against something that's so much bigger than her. I'm Jen and I'm Angela and when you're not listening to this glorious podcast we would love to have you listen to ours the anomaly podcast that's a-n-o-m-a-l-y podcast.com
0: hey it's time to find out what's going on at Rick's house I'll take him with you. So I look up online why turtles don't eat, and I find that turtles can get nervous around their new owners. Yeah. And I, you know, I I figure our house is pretty crazy most of the time. Lots of sound going on and, of course, it would be like that at my house. I don't like anything loud. I mean, I went and got my hearing checked because my family said I couldn't understand what they were saying to me. And they told me that I guess I blew the top range of my hearing out back in my rock and roll days. And I said, back in my rock and roll days? I, I still like to rock. Anyway, I guess if I take good care of my ears, I'm not going to lose too much more. It's not like a chronic thing. Huh? What? <laughs> anyway, so I'm reading about turtles, and they can get upset when they get into a new environment, and they just don't, you know, they try to snap you and try to bite you and stuff, and they don't really want to eat. Well, I just have to say that everybody left the house the other day, and I was all by myself, and I took some turkey sausage Yeah, and I put some in his cage and a little bit of strawberry, and all of a sudden he came out of nowhere, man, and he just bit into that turkey sausage and devoured it. So our turtle ate. Yay! And there was much rejoicing. And I was very glad that the turtle ate because I personally didn't want to wake up to a tragedy at our home and have to go deal with a dead turtle and a tank full of guck. So I'm glad that he uh, started eating. This is good. This is very, very good. And Catherine's now happy, even though the turtle doesn't really like Catherine, and it's her turtle. I don't understand. Maybe I could take it to a turtle psychologist or a turtle counselor. Raphael, how does that make you feel? I don't know. Wait, just give me a bad time. So, let's see what's going on around the the Moyer household. Other than the, the turtle finally eating, which was a great and exciting thing, uh, Nathan's still... Um, playing the flute for Stripey. He likes that. Um, we had fun entering the Biggest Trekkie contest. That was fun. Doing a rap video for that. You have to check out the uh, the, the show notes for that. Very fun. Had a good time. This was, this was our entry for it. Yo, this is Rick from Aberdeen and I'm the Biggest Trekkie.
1: Yeah, I'm the Biggest Trekkie and I can prove it, yo. I watched every single movie and every TV. TOS, TNG, DS9, and Enterprise Voyager, it rocks, and comes as no surprise Captain Kirky is my buddy, and Spock is one cool dude The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few The Klingons and Andorians, the Romulans and Bream Vulcans and Bajorans, and, and more that will be seen Yeah, I love all those aliens with foreheads all messed up But I'm the biggest Trekkie and it's his tattoo me up, Gene. left a legacy, and JJ made it cool. So sit me on the front row and watch me simply drool. Yo, I'm the biggest Trekkie, and I can prove it. Yo, fly me down to Hollywood and let me see the abram show. Yo,
0: yeah, it's always fun. <laughs> I have a great time in the studio here. We used our keyboard on that. I used my keyboard on that, and then played guitar with it and. Wrote the lyrics and then we shot the video. It was very fun. So there you go. The biggest Trekkie contest. Let's see. Oh, okay. Have you been watching Lost? Because I'm telling you somehow, someway, they have pulled Lost together in such an awesome way. And it is great. Wouldn't you agree that this season has been just tremendous? Um, I'm pretty much caught up with it, and it is just—I I don't want to give away spoilers because if you haven't watched the show, it, it kind of—I don't want to ruin it for you. All that to say, this though—they they really are doing a great creative job there of tying things up and 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 kind of bringing some of the storylines into to view to where you kind of understand why some of the things happened before. So if you've w- been watching it, and you kind of have to watch all of them, or it doesn't make sense. And I'm so curious as to how they're going to take this the rest of the season and then finish it off next year. It shall be very interesting to see what they do. Lost, great show. Recommend it highly. I've uh, been watching 24 and trying to stay up to date on that. in Heroes, um, I, I, I have to say, honestly, with Heroes, I haven't been really impressed this season. It's kind of been kind of dull. Uh, this last episode um, that I watched I thought was a little bit better. But uh, we shall see. It had Ando and Hero in it. And, of course, I always like that because I like them. They're some of my favorite characters on Heroes. And we'll see. I I don't know. I'm kind of having a problem with Nathan still because one minute he's the bad guy, one minute he's the good guy, and the next minute he's the bad guy, and then he's the good guy again. And I'm just not understanding his motivation. And maybe that will all become clear in the end. I don't know. It just doesn't hold my interest as much as Lost does. I don't know why. Maybe I don't care about the characters and Heroes as much as I do the characters in Lost. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I do know that I wait um, with bated breath to watch Lost. And with Heroes, eh, I want to see it. But I, it's just not as... It used to be a lot... I don't know, more fascinating to me. No, it's not as much anymore, and I don't know why. I couldn't tell you. Maybe you could give me some comments on it. Maybe you could email me at rick at take him with or give me some audio comments, record an MP3, and send it to me about what you think about the difference between Lost and Heroes or maybe why you think Heroes is great this season or not so great this season. That would be cool to get some audio comments. Am I making myself um, clear? <laughs> Am I hinting enough? Hint, hint, hint. Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. I would love to play them on the show and let people know what you think about Lost or about Heroes or whatever popular TV show's on that you think is kind of cool and you geek out with. I like to geek out. Maybe I'll write a song. I like to geek out. Anyway, stupid, huh? Okay, let's see. um, Oh, okay, I've been watching this new show on the Food Network. I like watching the Food Network, even though I'm sure it's not really good for me to watch the Food Network. Because then it makes me hungry and then I want to eat But I watch the Food Network I like to cook I know some guys that don't like to cook But I do, I like to cook I like to make uh, dishes and come up with creations And um, I just, I really enjoy it It relaxes me and I have fun I just don't like to clean up My wife cleans up, I cook And, you know, that works out pretty good, I guess I, I try to learn to clean up But I'm not so good at it because I don't like it. See, now, if I like what I'm doing, then I do it. Are you like that? Anyway, i uh, been watching this new show on the Food Network called Chopped. I don't know if you've seen it, but what it is, it's an hour-long program where they bring four chefs in, and they give them secret ingredients uh, in baskets, and they have to open up their basket. They have, like, three rounds, and they start off with the appetizer round, and they cook... Uh, like they have a half hour to create this dish for appetizers and they bring it back and it gets judged and then they do the entree round and then they do the dessert round. And one of the chefs is chopped each time until they get down to the one last chef who wins $10,000 and gets claimed the chopped champion. I like the show. Uh, now, here's why I like it. It's it's not like Iron Chef where we kind of see the same people, and then you 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 know you got one Iron Chef person that. And I like that show, by the way. I like to watch Iron Chef. I like Alton Brown who hosts it. He's goofy and witty, and he has that program called Good Eats on the Food Network, and it's it's really good. But he's kind of got quirky sense of humor. I like I like watching Iron Chef, but I like Chop a little bit better, only because it seems like the chefs they have are a little bit more down-to-earth people that you might actually go to one of their restaurants if you were in Seattle or something like that. And, you know, it's more common people, if that makes sense. And they, they put these four people up against each other and then they give them these secret ingredients and then they've got to make them all work together. And it's really fascinating to see how all four of them, in especially in the first round, get such different and wi- widening varieties of, of the same ingredients, but they make something completely different, and it's really fascinating. And I kind of like watching the pressure as the chefs you know, try to think how they're going to do this in 30 minutes, and sometimes the dishes turn out fantastic. Other times, you just want to go, "Ooh, I wouldn't eat that if you paid me, you know. The judges are pretty good. I like the one lady. I can't remember what her name is, but uh, she's pretty direct. <laughs> like, somebody will make some wisecracking and she just looked right back at me and said do you think you should be making jokes at this time I'm like whoa go girl anyway she's she's a great judge and they just have it the show has a great chemistry about it well, with the cast and uh, the host and it's just it's a very cool show if you haven't watched Chopped take a look at uh, Food Network and tune into it. Uh, It's just fun to watch a a food competition that that I would have fun being on. I'd like to go and be on that, even though it would probably scare me half to death because I don't even know. Sometimes when they say they're making a certain thing, I don't even know what that is. I've never eaten it before. I've never heard of it before. But then, you know, I'm from Aberdeen. So, (laughs) not that Aberdeen's bad. It's just, I haven't, you know, I've been around at different places, but not exposed to a whole lot of different cuisine. (laughs) Anyway, chopped. Great show. I recommend it highly. Watch it and let me know what you think and send me some comments at rick at take Last but not least, around Rick's house, I have counted up and looked through boxes and drawers and you know what? I don't know what it is about me, but I love remote controls. Do you like remote controls? Do you do you love remote controls? I don't know what it is about a good remote control. It just really... I don't know. My wife calls it the wand of power, and she thinks that I have a have a control problem because I like the remote control. And she may be right. I, there's one particular control that I like the best out of all of them. You know, we've got a TV remote control and a VCR, and a VCR like we ever use the VCR, the DVD remote We've got um, the DVD recorder. The the favorite one of mine is the Dish Network DVR recorder. That is the coolest remote control ever. I love it, love it, love it. And it's so funny because I like it so much that I can actually... Now, without even looking at it, know where the buttons are, so I can just feel around for it. And, you know, you can pause and and rewind live recording and do all this different stuff, and I just, my fingers know exactly where to go. In fact, it's very funny now that we've had it for quite some time. Uh, When I come to bed at night, if I come to bed later than my wife, I'll come to bed, and there's the remote control for the Dish Network satellite receiver and DVR on my pillow because my wife puts it there because she knows that when I come to bed, I'm going to want to watch Star Trek or... Something like that, and and uh, there's the there's the remote control right there, my wand of power. So I don't know what it is. I, are all guys like that? Because you know my my ladies of the house, they don't really care a lot about the remote control, other than wanting to flip it to another channel. But if I could, I just flip through channels all day. I don't know what it is about it. It's like channel surfing and remote controls, a combination that's out of this world, and it just brings comfort to me. I don't know why. Anyway, remote controls. You have to tell me if you like them or not, and if it's just a guy thing, because it may not be. I'm not sure. By the way, my wife is going to join us for the program coming up on, let's see, the 29th of March will be the week that she's on the program, and we're going to have a great time. We're going to talk about how we met, uh, because I have the classic pickup line of all time, and uh, I have to tell it to you and let her describe to you what her first impressions of me were. And kind of go along the story of my life and uh, how I met my wife and we started a family and so on and so forth. And it'll be fun. You'll enjoy. Amy's really a blast if you've ever heard her um, on a show with me, like on Treks and Sci-Fi. We have such a great time together and I think you'll get a kick out of it when she's on the show. So get ready for that. Coming up on March 29th, the show's called You're a Cool Chick. So (laughs) (laughs) prepare yourself. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain
1: of the USS Enterprise.
0: Smoky religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinscifi.com. Hey, guess what? It's time for words of wisdom on Take it with you. Today's words of wisdom come out of a book from the New Testament called Romans. It's in the 12th chapter that we read in verse 3. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In His grace, God has given us different gifts of doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you a leadership ability, take that responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Well, there you go. There's a little snippet, a little bit out of Romans chapter 12 from the New Testament. Words of wisdom about how to treat people on take him with you. I don't know about you, but I need to be encouraged on a a daily basis. (laughs) I think that's all of us. We live in a world that's a little bit crazy and challenging, obviously with financial things being up in the air, and the stress of just living in this time and and day. I think we all need encouragement. And what better encouragement than encouragement from people that have faith? My wife and I have started a brand new thing called The Weekly Encouragement. It's a newsletter, a professional one, that we put out every Monday morning. And we'd love it if you would subscribe to the newsletter and you would let us encourage you. We have articles about how to be full of faith, how to not be afraid, how to stay motivated to exercise, Talking about what, we, what the words we speak out of our mouth, um, talk a little bit about all the different things that, that life has to hold and how we can, I don't know, have a, a good outlook on life even in times that are kind of scary. Please go to our site, takehimwithyou.com. Click on newsletter and subscribe. Um, we're asking if, if people will give $20 a month uh, or more, we'll send that to you every Monday morning. And even if you don't have the money, but you need to be encouraged, we still want to send you the newsletter. So would you go to takehimwithyou.com, click on newsletter, sign up and let us encourage you with the weekly encouragement from Amy and I and take him with you. We know things are tight right now, but we figure if if everybody that listens gave a little bit, we'd have more than enough to continue bringing this to you every week, and that's our goal is to encourage you. So, sign up today. Take him with And now, it's time for food for thought on Take him with you. <laughs> Today um I kinda want to talk a little bit about what happened after we got back from the concert. If you listen to the other shows leading up to this, you'll know that I made a, a decision at a at a rock concert to follow after what God wanted for my life. I'd never I'd considered it before, but I'd never actually done it. And I said a prayer, not a magic little one, but I did say a prayer, and on the way home from the concert with a bunch of kids in the van from Whitney's in Montecino that we rented. Uh, we talked all about a lot of really difficult questions about God. We got back to the church, and of course, as you know, in, the, in my last episode, I talked about how that church wasn't particularly into the message of giving your heart to Christ. I mean, they were, but not like, you know, we've talked about this before. There are people that believe in God, and then there's people that really believe in God. I, You know, I've, I've done this several times when I've talked in front of groups. I brought a chair up onto the platform with me and i've done this before and i said how many people believe this chair is there and most people will raise their hand and say sure there's a chair there what are you talking about are you nuts say yeah well you believe the chair is there but here let me ask this person i call somebody up and i say would you sit in this chair they sit down in the chair and i say now this person really believes the chair is there and everybody kind of looks at me quizzically and i say i say this um you, when you sit down into the chair, you really honestly believe that it will support your weight and it will hold you up from falling on your butt. And that is, you know, that's a different different level of believing than just believing the chair is there because you see it. And then I have the person put their legs out and really support their full weight on the chair. And then I said, now that's really, really believing that the chair will hold you up. And that's the difference I think sometimes in the world when people believe in God and believe in God. Does that make sense? I mean, there's some people that believe in him and they say, "Well, yeah, I guess he must be some cosmic ruler out there or or maybe he existed at one time or maybe he set things in motions. I don't I don't know um, or motion. <laughs> but but there are others that actually go a step further and sit down, they they put their life into God and they let him support them. In other words, they they believe a little stronger in his existence and the fact that he can hold them up because they need to be held up. That's the difference between some some type of churches different faiths and stuff like that. people they either you either really jump into it or you don't. So there's 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 kind of a, a different type of looking at it. And so I say that the person that sits down and puts their full weight in the chair really believes has faith that the chair will hold them up. and that's the same in my faith. I have I I gave my heart over to God and put my faith and my trust in Jesus and thought, well, if this is true, if you really are God, then you're going to have to hold me up and that man every aspect of my life and I I kind of put my faith and sat down in the fact that okay, let's go. You know what's best for my life. Let's go. So that's kind of that's kind of how I explained that. What I realized though is as we got back and kind of returned to normal life after the concert, I found that as a young man I had a lot of things pulsing through me. I, I had a lot of things that I liked. I liked music, obviously, you know that, and I liked drama and I like um loud, crazy things, and I thought girls were pretty cool too. You know, I that was exciting. But what I didn't realize is that sometimes in our lives we learn things or we or if we haven't I don't know. If we haven't dealt with some things, they kind of reoccur in our life. And I guess for me, I watched how my um, my peers around me treated girls and what they thought about girls. And, and, you know, you look back through your family history and you can kind of see um, kind of some patterns in your, in your own life in different areas of your life. And for me, I just was fascinated. I just wanted to um, – I had so many things that I wanted to do. I wasn't real focused. Let's just put it that way. And I think I had a tendency. You now I know some people in my family did this. My, my mom and dad didn't do this, but but there were others uh, in my extended family that kind of used and abused people. And I think that I kind of got some of that from them because I watched their lives and I I kind of learned how to get what I wanted. But you know, you really don't even need an example for that. I think sometimes our own selfish nature, kind of, it's explained in the Bible. There's some really great passages about about our. The whole way that our mentality is towards things when we really want what we want, we will stoop to some really deep deep and low levels uh to get what we want sometimes that aren't necessarily good things i mean i'm I'm just speaking for me let me just i i do that I can if I really want something bad, I can get obsessed with it and i can I can just forsake everything else and just get it what I want, but that doesn't always um Well, it's not good for the people around me when I do that, because I tend to treat people like objects instead of like human beings. And I think every person on the planet should be treated with respect and love, even if they're jerks, Um, as long as they're not hurting someone, as long as they're not, you know, uh, trying to harm me or my family. I think people deserve at least some type of respect, even if their attitude is bad. It's not exciting to do that. I mean, I'm not going to be their best friend, but... I don't think that people should be used or abused. And this is what I found about my personality. This is really interesting and I don't know if you're like me or not. I know there's lots of different types of people, but I find that that I'm a very loyal person and and I'm hard worker. I mean, you put me on something and I'm going to work hard. I don't need a boss to stand over me and watch me. I'm a self-starter. I'm, I'm you know, I initiate and I go and and I love doing projects and you get me doing something I like and you can't get me off of it, you know. But what I found out through time is that I didn't have a whole lot of personal boundaries. So in other words, I cared so much about what other people thought about me that I would kill myself trying to um, please them or, or do a, a better job than I, than I really even needed to do in some cases. And what I found is that type of personality, my type of personality, tends to be abused. We tend to be taken advantage of because somehow, some way, you know, we're naive and, uh, you know, someone asks us, we, we're flattered that they like our talents and our gifts and they care about us and they, you know, we think that they, well, I think that they like me and boy, if I do a good job for them, you know, it's, it's really an interesting thing. What I found, though, is that it can really mess, mess me up and we should never really be putting people in that type of a place. I mean, really, honestly, The only person we really need to please is God and be true to ourselves. I mean, first we need to be true to God and he's the one that's created us and we need to we need to find out what he wants for our life. Once we do that and once we that's our goal, then we can really get messed up when we try to please other people. Now, of course, if you're married, you know, you're in a relationship, it's that is important that you care about your spouse. Very important that you don't use and abuse your spouse because uh, it's really important that we love one another. And especially if you're married, you need to treat your wife awesome, uh, your husband awesome, whoever you are listening to this. It's just very, very important. If you're in a relationship with someone that you don't use and abuse them just for what you want, it's very important that you care about them. But ultimately, ultimately, we get our approval or we should get our approval from God, at least that really helped me when I finally figured that out. There's this really interesting scripture that really revealed it to me when I was uh, going to counseling. I my counselor told me, you know, there's a scripture that says the fear of man is a snare and a trap. And I realized that that's really, really true. When we are so when we're motivated out of fear, it is not. A good thing. Fear is not a good motivator. Now, it may kick us in the butt and we may do something, but long term fear is not a good motivator. Faith, on the other hand, is a great motivator. But fear is not. And I think sometimes in relationships we can if we fear somebody and we really want to get on their good side and we do all these different stuff, it really in the long run is not a good relationship. It's unhealthy. And so I get I get back from this concert and I realize that um, the the people that I'm associating with and talking with and working with I'm you know I'm not doing too well in the de- the department of relationships because I'm I'm using people in particular I know there there was this one girl that I I don't know I just kind of I called the shots on the whole thing and she she enabled me and it wasn't good it wasn't good I, it wasn't a good relationship because I really just wanted what I wanted out of it you know she was a convenience for me. And that isn't how you're supposed to treat a human being. We shouldn't just tolerate people. We should celebrate people. And if if we are using people to get what we want and we don't really care about them, that's abuse. That really is abuse, and we shouldn't be doing that. And I've been abused, and I've abused others, and that's not good. It's not good when we use each other for things uh, to be selfish with. You know, I w- I've been reading a lot of books and stuff on the narcissist or the narcissistic personality, and I, what I've found from that, uh, narcissist just means a real selfish person, very self-centered and, and doesn't care really about anybody else and uses people for what they want. And uh, oh, I guess the best way I can describe a narcissist is like the Wraith from Stargate Atlantis. Have you ever watched that show? Stargate Atlantis is a, a spinoff from Stargate SG-1, this really cool uh, movie and TV show that went for... The, the TV show went for 10 years. And then they did a, a takeoff or a, an offshoot called Stargate Atlantis. And they they had this enemy, the alien enemy to the Stargate program was a, a race called the Wraith. And the Wraith were a bug-like race, uh, like a um, humans that had been hybrid with bugs and they were just really ugly-looking, cool cool-looking aliens and everything. But the way that they derived energy and food was by sucking the life out of the people around them. And they had like little suction cups on their hands and they'd put it over the heart of the individual and uh, they would suck the life out of that person. It would kill the person, you know, it it'd age them rapidly and kill them. But the life essence of that person would be sucked into the wraith and then they, of course, would be replenished by that and fed by that. So they would feed on the life of other other beings. And really you think about that every one of us goes through a narcissistic time of our life when when we have to have our needs met we I mean as a baby we can't go feed ourselves so, you know, somebody feeds us and takes care of us. But you know what's interesting is we're supposed to grow out of that stage where we want everything given to us, and, we, and when we cry, they respond. And we, as we get older, we're supposed to mature. We're supposed to go on in life. But, you know, there are people living today that are 50, 40, 50, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old that still have that mentality, that narcissistic mentality of sucking the life out of people that people owe them something. And we live all around them. I mean, you may have a boss like that. You maybe have a co-worker like that. Maybe you have a family member like that where where they just never grew out of that stage that says, feed me, feed me. I, I, I exist out of the life of you. That's how you can tell when you're around someone that really um, tires you out or just really gets to you. Usually that's a person that's trying to suck the life from you. And there's there's time wasters in our lives and there's time suckers. <laughs> you know, there's lots of different people in our lives, but you can most of the time you can tell if you're around somebody that's really narcissistic because the world owes them a living and the world revolves around them. And you know, sometimes I've been that way myself. I've really had to come to grips with some of the things that I've done in my life and go, "Oh gosh, you know, I'm being a wraith, you know, I'm trying to suck the life out of people when I shouldn't be doing that." Uh, but all of us have those tendencies once in a while to do that but there are some people that really are a lot like that all the time but anytime that we treat people like objects for what we can get out of them we're actually violating them and that's not how we're supposed to to act or or be and a- anytime we don't put up healthy boundaries in our own lives then we're not even respecting ourselves and it's really important that we know you know, why we're here and what we're doing and that we treat people with respect, but we don't let people walk over us either because we're supposed to be living a life that God created, has created us for not living our life for somebody else or what they want, but doing what God wants us to do. Do you remember the bully on the playground? We always had a bully on the playground and I'll, I'll never forget when I was in grade school and you could pick out you can actually go and pick out the ones that are going to be narcissistic crazy people when they get older <laughs> cuz they're like that when they're a kid. They're the kids that get on the playground and maybe everybody's having fun and all of a sudden they just they just you know chaos ensues with them because they have to be in control, control freaks. And uh and they do their thing and gosh, some bullies never ever grow up. It's like being in a, in a room with someone who doesn't like you and they, they start to put you down and they get everybody to get on board with them or the person that gets you to do something with them that's bad just because they want to feel better about doing it. Those are bullies or they shame you or they guilt you or you know things like that that happen and that's not cool. It's not cool to be happening. What I realized is I was like that. I was like that. I was abusing people around me and it just it was two different worlds for me because on one aspect I had accepted God in my life and I knew that that was not the way that God wanted me to treat people. And on the other aspect, it was like second nature to me. It was just like who I was. So I came I had a really rough time at first adjusting to this newfound faith that I had. And, and I don't know. you know, I think a lot of times it's caught or it's taught or, or whatever, but we, we just we have a tendency to go on default mode, and we just go right back. To you know what we feel comfortable with, but in this case when when I accepted Christ into my heart, I realized that I needed to do something a little bit more than just going back to the norm. I could not stay the same, but i didn't see, i didn 't seem to have the ability to change my own heart. Well, what I found out is that first of all, I was being pretty hard on myself. Second of all, God does change your heart if you continue to walk with him and ask him for help. He'll help you treat people better. So here's my three things for today. One, God gave us a free will. He's not going to come down and slap us around and make us be nice to people. He's just not going to do it. He actually was a great demonstration of love by going to the cross and dying for us. That The ultimate sacrifice you know, the Bible says that greater love that that, that no one has than, or no man has than to lay down his life for his friends. In other words, giving up our selfish desires and, and trying to help others, that's really what God wants for our lives. He gave us a free will to do that. He's not going to force us to do it. So I had to, first of all, just go, okay, surrender to the fact that on this newfound faith journey that I'm on, I cannot treat people like objects. And then number two, We were never, as human beings, we were never intended for abuse. Never, ever. See, I believe, this is what I believe. (laughs) I'll tell you what I believe. (laughs) I believe that God created us to be used by him. And when you're used by God, it's fulfilling, it's encouraging, and it's energizing. But when you're used by people, it's deflating, it's discouraging, and it's lethal at times. God is the only one that can use us because he created us and uses us for his purposes. And then you feel great because you feel that you've done something that that God created you to do. But when people use us, not cool. Not cool at all. It It brings a lot of chaos and heartache. And then thirdly, I believe that God can give us strength to not be abused and to not abuse others. I really firmly believe that, that God can really turn things around for each one of us. If we will, you know, you don't have to be some great religious scholar. You don't have to be some superstar Christian believer or whatever to treat people nice. You can just start by making a decision. You know what? That's not the way that God wants me to treat other people. Sometimes it starts by treating ourselves better than we do. Sometimes we look in the mirror. I don't know if you ever do this, but I've looked in the mirror before and thought, oh, gosh. That's scary. Or, gosh, I just, you know, I don't, you you ever use, like, self-talk? You ever have, you never talk to yourself or you put yourself down or something like that? I've done it before, you know. There are other people that are real arrogant and they have to compensate by talking about how great they are. And that's just as annoying as the other way around. But it's all the same. It's pride and it's it's just a mess. And what we really need to do is look in the mirror (laughs) and look into our eyes and say, you know what? I'm going to do what God created me to do and I'm going to treat people with respect and love and I'm going to I'm going to make a difference in this world and I'm going to be nice. That is a really cool thing to do. And I think that's what the Bible and, and what God wants us to do is to treat others with respect and ourselves as well. So there you go. Get off my soapbox now and just say let's not use and let's not abuse people. Do some evaluation of your own life and take a little poll. Am I hurting others, am I abusing others, am I trying to manipulate people to get what I want or can I give some people some grace and then maybe even take another evaluation and say is are there people in my life that are crossing my boundaries and, and making me do things I don't want to do and you know enforcing you know control over me in an inappropriate way and if there is you know you might want to think about changing those friends you know it's not bad to change friends it's, it's sometimes it's a good thing I've heard it said before, show me your friends and I'll tell you what you think about yourself. And boy, that's a, that's very true. Who we surround ourselves with oftentimes we are like. So I encourage you to think about all of that. I want to play a song for you that I wrote, uh, kind of a rock and tune. Um, but I was thinking about the life of Joseph. And if you know anything about the Bible and, and back in Genesis, you can read the story of Joseph. And he was a really cool guy, very talented guy, had a lot of things going for him. Um, but he kind of bragged a little bit about his talents and gifts and his brothers basically sold him into slavery, told their dad he was dead. And it's, it's, a, it's a wild story about a, a guy that everywhere he went, he kind of seemed to get messed over, but always rose to the top in his circumstances because God was with him. And uh, the thing that he would lose all sorts of different things, but the one thing he never lost was his faith in God. And so I was thinking about, some of us sometimes go through some really rough times. I know I've been through some really rough things through my life where I felt like I don't have any more friends or whatever the circumstances were, it wasn't real good. And uh, anyway, I wrote this song because no matter what happens through through my life, I know the one person that has always been there for me, not only my wife and my family, but God. God has always been the one that has stuck with me throughout every crisis that I've gone through, even when things didn't go the way I thought they should go. He's always stuck with me. This song is kind of sad, but at the same time it's not, because it's called Everything But You. And I, I, Anyway, just take a listen. You can go to the show notes and, and see the lyrics to it. It, it goes like, uh, the chorus goes, so here I am again. It's down to just us two. Stripped of all that is familiar, I've lost everything but you. And you know, things are things, friends are friends and it's good to have them and it's good to have things but in the long run, the most important thing is to have our relationship with God, so take a listen, let me know what you think of the song, I'll be back to tell you what's going on next week after this go everything but you brand new song that I wrote and produced here in the studio I hope you enjoyed it you can always check out the lyrics over at take him with dot com click on our blog for this particular episode and uh, called using and abusing and you will find the lyrics to the song look would it be okay if we talk to God for a moment let's just take a second and, and talk to him God I just I thank you that you care about us so much And I thank you that you give us the ability to treat people with respect and to love people the way that we should. Forgive us for treating people badly and trying to just get what we want out of them. Lord, help us to have compassion and love towards our brothers and our sisters, our husbands, our wives, our family. Give us the grace to be able to treat people the way that we're supposed to and help us quit being selfish and narcissistic Help us to be loving and giving. That's our prayer today. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, there you go. Next week is going to be quite fun. Uh, We are going to be exploring this really interesting experience that I had. It was about a year after I had given my heart to God. I had a lot of things happen. I'll catch you up on what happened that year. But then I'm going to talk to you about something that happened that, again, changed my life forever. And I happen to be back at a Daryl Mansfield concert. And I'll tell you all about it. You're going to want to hear what happened. It's called The Meaning of Life. Next time on Take Him With You.
1: Greetings, Guildies. I'm Kenny. And I'm Jenny. And we're the host of a brand new podcast, Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast of the web series The Guild.
2: Each month, we'll bring you the latest news about the Guild cast, including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending.
1: Also, we'll be updating you on the current season, be it Season 2, which is currently airing on MSN Video, or Season 3, which is in the early pre-production stage.
2: We'll talk about some behind-the-scenes fun of Season 2,
1: as well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews.
2: So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild.
1: Or go to our website for a direct download at Knights of the Guild. Podbean.com. Zaboo!
0: You want to check their podcast out? It's qu- quite fun. They have really good chemistry together and just fun to listen to them talk and uh, interview people. Head on over there. Check them out. Well, listen, I'm playing a little bit of music in the background here that I wrote for our RPG game on the Treks and Sci-Fi uh, forums. We have a great thing that we're writing this really cool Star Trek uh, adventure together. And so I do background music for the readings that people do. So you're listening to that in the background. Um, all that to say this. If you like what you're hearing on TakeHimWithYou.com, Amy and I would really appreciate your support. And I don't like to beg for money, and I'm not going to. I'm just going to tell you this. Uh, we're trying to do this full-time, and uh, we, are, we are hoping... That as uh, things go along, we're going to be able to do this. We we do our newsletter every Monday morning, and if you want to sign up for that, we would love that. We're asking if you give twenty dollars a month or more to that, um, that we will send you a newsletter. And of course, you know, if you can't afford the twenty dollars a month, we understand. We still want to encourage you, so to sign up for it anyway. But it's it's our way of being able to do something as our business because I do. I also do recording of jingles and I make like background music, like you're hearing. And I can do voiceovers and dramatizations and all sorts of different things. And so if you know of anybody that needs something for their radio show or podcast or if you need music for a special event, whatever, something like that or voiceovers for something, please get a hold of me. Write to me at Rick at Take Him With You com. And I would love to uh, enter into some agreements with you and make some cool music for you or some cool voiceovers or whatever you need uh, as part of a way to support our family. Um, But if you would like to give on a monthly basis, you're more than welcome. We are not a ministry per se. We're not a a 501c3 or anything like that. We are a business called Moyer Multimedia. So if you want to help us out and you believe in kind of what we're doing and the message we're getting across, we would certainly appreciate it. I have a really exciting project coming up very, very soon. On Palm Sunday and Easter, I'm going to be doing a brand new thing that I've been writing um, called Beaten to a Pulp. And it's a kind of a cool. Well, I'll just let the you've heard the promo at the beginning. I'm gonna play it one more time before we go, and then I just really encourage you to to get ready to listen to that. I think it's gonna be very, very cool. A really cool way to share. Well, I'm not gonna spoil it. You'll just have to listen to it. But it's called "Beaten to a Pulp," and I, I hope you enjoy that. Listen, I would also love to ask if you would send in some audio comments. Love to hear what you think about taking with you. Maybe you have a question or two you want to ask. Maybe you just want to comment on the show or or some of the goofy things I talk about around my house if you want to say something about that. I would love it if you'd send me some audio comments. Make them into an MP3, if you could, and send them to rick at takehimwithyou.com. That's rick at takehimwithyou.com. I'd also love it if you'd send me some email. I'll read them on the air. On the air? I'm not on the air. I'm on a podcast. Never mind. My days of radio are seeping through. Anyway, if you send me an email... And let me know what you think. I would love to read that out to everybody. Just send it to rick at takehimwithyou.com and say, would you, you can read this email and then, and then write it and send it to me. I really love to have some feedback. I do get some on occasion, but I understand that people's faith is very personal to them. So, you know, not every day people post and say, well, I really like your show. There are, there are some, and I really thank everybody that has done that. That's been really nice. The iTunes review would be great. Go over to iTunes and uh, go to the Take Him With You podcast and write a review. I'd love to have that. Also, I want to say a shout out to all of you that have donated and given to the podcast. We really, really appreciate it. I don't want to embarrass anybody, but uh, we've had several people donate and help, and we so appreciate that. It's so helpful to us. Um, at this point, we're just socking that away into savings and just asking uh, you know, to uh, continue to bring that in so that we can do this every week in you. So, bless you thanks so much for listening I'm going to play the promo for the cool thing coming up called "Beaten to a pulp and I'll see you next week when we uh, have a great podcast called the meaning of life should be fun coming on April 5th and April 12th 2009 imagine
1: caught in the crossfire of two cultures
0: personal note uh, we've got one layer dusted off we're going for the second now Forced into another time. I'm in a crowd. The, the, the it seems quite agitated. I'm not sure what's going on.
1: Doctor Blake Rumsden mm-hmm. comes face to face with his destiny. Hey, let go of that! It's mine. Knock it off! Did you people understand? Beaten to a pulp. A special audio presentation. From
0: Note to self, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but i got to get back. Thanks for listening to Take Him With You. Take Him With You is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2009. All rights reserved. almost forgot happy St. Patrick's Day St. Patty's Day for you all or to you all I don't even know if I can at least be able to do that accent great it's because I like Lucky Charms yeah or Irish Springs manly yes but I like it too wait a minute Irish St. Patrick's Irish I guess yeah I guess yeah anyway Happy St. Patrick's Day in a couple of days. (laughs) Don't forget to take him with you now. I guess if somebody pressed me, I could say that green green was my favorite color, but it's not. It's purple. There's a question
1: that drives us.